I mean, my whole life across the board <laughs> is going very badly at the moment. No, except for the fact that the Washington Nationals are the world champion. Welcome to the very last episode of season four of Battery Mates. My name is Matthew. I'm coming to you live from London. I'm joined by... Uh, hi, I'm James Hupp, a special <laughs> guest. <laughs> I was going to go with Toby next, but well, you, you jump a... in, James. Hey, we, we didn't rehearse this. <laughs> Toby's here, None too. None of this is rehearsed. No. Well, it's not like our normal episodes, which are um, painstakingly rehearsed and um, we have, you know, <laughs> dress rehearsals and whatnot. Um, none of us are actually dressed, which is the uh, really the key for this episode. Really uh, hitting I this have out a of the park. On my penis. <laughs> I wasn't aware. I mean, I'm, I'm actually in studio with Matthew, and he didn't tell me about the rules, so I didn't bring a sock. Things are very <laughs> uncomfortable right now. Oh wow! Oh, well, so this is the very. <laughs> final episode of season four of battery mates this is um our banner season the best one we've we've ever done completely unrelated to the content um uh, really just related solely uh because the washington nationals are the the world champions toby james and i were chatting just before we started this episode that um we now have we, have, we now have fans of two world champion teams on this podcast i think that's the first time we've ever had that <laughs> um that's definitely true yeah that's definitely true <laughs> We usually have zero World Series winning fans um, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, so we've gone from zero to two in uh, a couple of months. Well, yeah. well, James, thanks for joining us. Oh, absolutely, and and thank you to our sponsor, who we'll hear from later, uh, for paying for your flight over to London <laughs> for you to join me live in the studio. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it was not a cheap time of year. Their their generosity is really just knows no bounds. Yeah, I, and honestly, like not the easiest way to have done this three person episode. We really could have just patched you in, but. You know, um, well, we had this extra budget line around. Was often not good, so there was there was really only other way, one other way around it. Uh, so, should, we, should we talk about baseball? Is there any baseball going on? I've just been enjoying Christmas. There's got to be baseball going on somewhere. Actual baseball? Yeah, like playing. I mean, we don't usually follow it on this program, but yeah. Well, there's I I don't know when when it actually happens, but there are definitely winter leagues. <laughs> Hey, Puerto Rico's Winter League is over, I think, or, or wrapping up. Um, but I don't, yeah. We shouldn't probably have to cover that here. <laughs> I, I could dig into some stats here, but I'm not, it seems like a lot of effort. Uh, one, one, the, the, the difference between this episode this season and this episode last season isn't just the fact that the Washington Nationals are the uh, champions of the world. It's also the fact that there's been some actual action in the offseason. Yeah. yeah? Well, last year there was like literally fucking nothing had happened. Yes, nothing had happened. I mean, last year was really bad and boring. And you know, we we for Cleveland's we didn't do anything um, uh, at all in the off season, and that really was not good for us. So I'm I'm glad that things are changing, even though they've changed in a lot of bad directions. But it's it's um, at least it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think we should start with uh with our guest James. Give us a rundown of how the Royals are doing this off season. Oh, uh, they've done essentially nothing. <laughs> Um, no, they signed uh, 
you know, world-renowned third baseman Michael Franco to a one-year, $3 million contract. Uh, I think that's the big, big signing of this offseason. And, and no doubt he will, re- somewhere around July or August, the Royals will receive a player to be named later uh, in exchange for his services for the rest of the season. Uh, that's, that's about as far as things have gone. I, didn't even, I missed that entirely. I didn't even hear about that. Why would you have heard about that? I don't There's know. There's no I, reason you would know about this. I read a lot of um, baseball news, and um, especially when it involves AL Central, so I'm surprised I, I missed that. Franco's in the Central. Uh, yeah. My goodness. Uh, yeah. No, so nothing else the Royals have done? You have a new owner. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. We do have a new owner. That's a big one. But I, I don't, you know, that's sort of a signing in a different direction. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's good news. He's from Kansas City. That people in Kansas City are always worried that the team is going to get moved to somewhere else. Uh, this seems like a pretty good sign that that won't happen. Uh, not really much reason to think he's going to invest a lot more heavily in the team of his own money. But uh, you know, if you're going to get a new owner, somebody who who was you know I, he was briefly a part-time owner of the Indians, and or sorry, part owner of the Indians, and before that happened, he was a Royal season ticket holder. So like, that seems like a good sign. Yeah, and Cleveland uh, will be moving to Kansas City as a result of this too. That's a, well, another big piece. I of mean, news. Cleveland is pretty well situated on 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 its own river and lake, right? That's yeah. Cleveland isn't going anywhere. It'd be very hard to move the whole city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Matthew, do you want to talk about? So, I, what is it like now? Is it? It's pretty boring, actually. I mean, we win the World Series, and then it's just a whole lot of nothing, right? For you, are you just kind of like taking baths in champagne and uh... it's, it's not nothing at all every single time uh like something bad happens in my life like i have a bad day at work or norwich uh end up bottom of the premier league or the labor party suffers its worst election defeat since 1935 <laughs> i open my ipad and go to the highlights section and watch video after video of the Washington Nationals winning the World Series. And it is, it's, it's like a metaphorical bathing in champagne uh, <laughs> uh, solution to what is otherwise a disastrous. I mean, my whole life across the board <laughs> is going very badly at the moment. Now, except for the fact that the Washington Nationals are the world champions. So can I, now, when you when you have a bad day at work. Uh, or or Norwich or bottom of the Premier League or uh, or the Labour Party suffers its worst defeat yeah. since 1935. Yeah. And other people are upset about this. Do you share with them the Washington Nationals highlights? Does that no. work for them? Is that... <laughs> no, not in this country. Ah, okay. Not in this country, no. Um, I did tell people about it, but they looked at me like, <laughs> you know, like you do the, the jabbering fool in the corner of the bar who's talking about his, his hobby of collecting comics from the 1920s or something. Right. Uh, that's how much shared experience you know shared enjoyment that people got but people liked that i was happy that's good yeah and <laughs> I, I um uh boxing day i watched the you know mlb tv does these like five minute game recaps mm-hmm. um i watched every single one of the nationals postseason wild card the nlds the nlcs <laughs> nlcs obviously didn't last very long because we swept the cardinals but um it was otherwise extremely good very made me happy very happy <laughs> that's 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 my postseason and but to your point like i don't know I, I don't know how uh people whose teams have won the world series would feel about this so toby we'll have to leave you out of this conversation <laughs> uh, but like 
I I I kind of don't care about next season. Like, yeah. if Rendon had gone uh, this time last year, I think I'd have been heartbroken. What when but, I was when I was the interviewed guest on this podcast, yeah. it was 2016. The Royals had just won the World Series, and and you asked me about like how I felt <laughs> about the season, and I said like not only that for me. Going to the World Series in 2014 was such a big deal that even winning it in 2015 was like this is better, but but it didn't feel Not quite the same. <laughs> yeah, and then and then like getting to do that twice, which I mean, yeah, you just don't care about anything for years. I'm still I still basically don't care. Maybe the Nationals should have tanked this year, and the fans would have eaten that up. I don't know. Maybe that's what you guys are doing, Toby. Uh, well, no. Um, uh, here in land of still caring about 2020, um, uh, <laughs> it's um, yeah. No, it's hard to know what the Cleveland strategy is. Uh, or well, there's one strategy. It's, it's easy to decipher, which is let's see if we can get payroll down to you know something we can drown in a bathtub. Um, and that seems to be um, I don't know counterintuitive to the stated goal of fielding a World Series competitive team in 2020. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't sound like the obvious strategy. Um, and our front office is pretty wily. So, you know. Could it be that that, that sweet John Sherman money has just all disappeared and, and that's it? <clears throat> you know, um, <laughs> that is a quite a, uh, an, some would say, really obvious uh, piece of what's going on here. Um, but the Cleveland folks um deny it they say that's not what's happening and they but they so, haven't they haven't said what they're so uh, to recap for battery mates nation because i'm sure they're not all following um we traded our two-time cy young winner Corey kluber for i there's no other way to put this but a relief pitcher and a seventh outfielder um i it's one of those things where the only thing that makes sense is they were never committed to paying him the $18 million they owed him in 2020, um, and they only picked up his option because they thought they could probably get something back for him. Um, and when you look at it through that lens, first of all, kill me. But second of all, um, it makes some sense. Uh, <laughs> they, they did get back a pretty exciting relief pitcher, um, and if you were looking at it, for, you know, relief pitcher or nothing – then I guess I, I feel better about this than I would have if they just sort of tur- like cut him in the off- <laughs> you know d- d- declined his option and just set him free. I would have been, what the fuck? We just we just we just let Corey Kluber go? What the hell? Um, so at least here we get some something back. Um, but Jesus, it's pretty depressing. And you know um, to to really make matters more as if that wasn't enough. Um, there, it, this, these rumors are still out there that Cleveland's not only in trade talks about Francisco Lindor, our, our best player, the best, probably the best player that's played in a Cleveland uniform in my lifetime, in, in Cleveland Indians uniform anyway. Um, and, you know, t- because he's a free agent in two years. And uh, also, uh, those talks have surfaced that uh, other teams are interested in Mike Clevenger, our our current ace, um, the the guy who is <laughs> ostensibly made it so we could trade Corey Kluber. Um, so it's really dark, um, and I don't know. It's possible this is all just uh, Cleveland doing their due diligence and finding out what trade values are like, because inevitably they'll have to trade these players. Um, but 
again, the stated goal is fielding a uh, playoff team in 2020 that can go to the World Series. Not unlike what the Nationals did. Um, you know, we won 93 games as well. And uh, had we won under vision, <laughs> um, maybe we uh, or made a wild card. Perhaps we could have done what you guys did. But yeah. So I guess I'm the only. So I'm the only one who cares about winning, winning in 2020, and I'm the only one who has really just not great things to say about what's happened in the offseason, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. You don't have anything good to say about the Royals. No, they. I mean, I suppose the best thing I can say is they haven't done anything terribly stupid yet, but that's <laughs> mostly because they haven't done much of anything. Um, but I, I do wonder about you know. The, the the thing that makes the Cleveland situation interesting to me is the, is what the uh, you, know, you mentioned the AL Central like the the Chicago White Sox have done, mm-hmm. uh, which is to say sign everything that moves, yeah, uh, and it suggests that that somebody else is going to be competitive here. So <clears throat> yeah, and the Twins won 100 and what three games last year. Uh, obviously, the, I don't think anybody believes that's going to happen again. But the they'll be I would say they're either Cleveland or Minnesota was the favorite to win the division i think the betting odds are uh, even at this point but the white Sox, who won something like 72 games last year are are in the conversation for sure i mean they they haven't the one thing i'd say is that they have they, they've made some moves that are um gonna make their team better but i just i'm waiting for that other move that's gonna make them a competitor i mean edwin encarnacion is 37 years old he could still be a uh, the fucking crusher. Um, uh, who was the? They signed a catcher. Moncada. 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 The boy Moncada is coming into his own. They, yeah, they have some young kids who are like coming into their own. But that roster won seventy games last year. So oh, you know, Grandal. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Monte Grandal. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and he's good. I mean, he's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then D- Dallas Keuchel, though. I mean. He's all right. He had a pretty bad season. I don't know. I, he, I think people think he's better than he is because he was the only really good pitcher last season, and so he got a lot of attention in the in the in the uh, you know Odenhostov and like he didn't actually sign for ages, and so there was a lot of hype around him. He's not that good. Yeah, I mean, I think they're one player, they, but they could sign or you know they could make a trade, and all of a sudden they're in it. You know, so the White Sox are going to be around 2020. They're going to be making things difficult for teams. So, <sighs> still hit the ball very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, if it's the same ball, maybe, yeah. maybe that juiced ball goes away, and all of a sudden they're all those those players who had career years. I don't think we have enough time to talk about that today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a special episode with uh, Science Boffin. <laughs> I don't know any Science Boffins, but. Um, well, the Nationals, I'm afraid, uh, do still seem to want to win in 2020. They signed, re-signed Steven Strasburg to a bananas good deal for him. Um, I kind of feel like uh, it was $245 million for seven years. Um, he had been signed for uh, a further $100 million for four years. So it's quite a big pay bump off the back of the World Series. Um I feel like a lot of that money is down to him staying healthy for a year, mm-hmm. which he'd never done before. Um, uh, but also, I kind of feel like he's now being lined up as that kind of like 
the dude that will be around into his 60s. He's going <laughs> to like have I don't I don't I don't know, but I'm fairly sure that the contract will include some lifetime season tickets or something like that. I mean, he's he was drafted by the Nationals and is going to play his whole career with us and I'm sure like some of that money is just just keep him around kind of shaking hands at the executive boxes and stuff like that. But he's got a good few years in his uh, locker still. And the World Series uh, showed that, or the postseason showed that he can pitch out of the bullpen without any trouble. So I thought it was a pretty good deal, but it did mean that we've lost Anthony Rendon. And uh, I have three different Anthony Rendon T-shirts that I now mm. don't want to wear as much as I as I did before. So... I was disappointed just on that basis. But in addition to that, we have absolutely no options at third base other than Josh Donaldson, which means we're going to end up overpaying for Josh Donaldson, which sucks because he sucks. And uh, what, if we're going to overpay for him, why don't we overpay for Rendon? Well, this, I was going to ask about this. But, so I'm going to throw a hypothesis at you and you tell me if I'm full of shit or if it makes sense. Uh, I can guess now. So... so <laughs> Purely like as like if you just like, who do you want on a baseball team for the next five years just to play baseball, Rendon or Strasburg, you probably take Rendon. But everything you just said about Strasburg being drafted by his number one overall pick, I think he's he's been there forever. Um, they went through all this. He was just an incredible talent, and then had all these injury issues. And like all, the the story is there as well as him being a, a good player and a popular player. And like, is it possible the team was thinking about that? as much as they were thinking about not as much as but like as a factor alongside they the... definitely were they, they 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 paid the money on the basis of the story uh not on the basis of statistics but the like on paper rendon plays every day <laughs> and in a really important spot on the field and is extremely good and the third base market is not is not very rich um but the the other thing, I think the more important thing here is that the learners, uh, our ownership, uh, could have afforded both. Yeah. Right. So, you know, ultimately they didn't want to pay that money and I, it's their money. But um, I just I just feel like, number one, they could afford it. Number two, uh, the Nationals really struggled with attendance this season. Um, even, even like, I'm not in the postseason, obviously, uh, but like one of the postseason games, I think it was in the NLDS, wasn't a sellout in the postseason. And I just feel like letting players like Rendon go is not conducive to selling tickets. So I think there's like a range of different um, factors at play that, that made it a kind of an annoying decision. But I don't know. Um, I also think that the organize, the front office is fairly trustworthy. Uh, in the sense that the Washington Nationals just won the World Series. So I kind of feel like we just need to let them do what they're doing. I just really, really don't want them to overpay for Ren, uh, for Donaldson. I would rather we put... like Our, our top prospect is a, is a, an infielder. He's been playing at shortstop uh, through uh, you know high school or whatever. Um, but he's not going to he's not going to come in at shortstop because Trey Turner's at shortstop. So they've, they've been training him up to play in second base. I feel like Train him up to play in third. Get an old-timer veteran who can um, uh, rotate at third in the way that we've been doing at first with Zimmerman and Matt Adams. 
and see how it goes. Like, I'd rather they did something imaginative and interesting, and especially if that brought up youth, then they just paid a load of money to Josh Donaldson, who's a dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the thing is, you know, at Nationals are a little bit because they signed Strasburg. They are a little, you know, I, I, they're harder to criticize um, among the MLB teams who, you know, Major League Baseball. It was just announced that it had they had a record year in terms of revenue, ten point seven billion dollars um, that baseball made uh, last year, and. In the in the midst of all that, obviously you have teams like Cleveland who are legitimately a, a smaller market team that is crying poor and they have to cut payroll or whatever. But then you have teams that literally print money, like the Cubs and the Red Sox, who are crying poor and talking about having to maybe trade their best player. Like both of them may be trading their best player this offseason. Um, and you know Cleveland might be as well. Uh, it's just it's nutty, and it's it seems like really bad for those fan bases when it's absolutely not true. I mean. What, whether you, you're, they can afford the luxury tax, I guess is what I would, the way I put that. I mean, the Yankees clearly have made that decision. Um, so I don't know. Um, well, but how much isn't there? I mean, the, the, there's, and I don't want to defend wealthy owners hoarding money. Um, if we if we want to go down that road, I'm I'm happy to to grab a pitchfork with with the rest of you. Uh, but <laughs> um, you know, the, the, I don't I don't remember this their status on everything. But didn't the Yankees hit that sort of reset point on the luxury tax? Like it, it's a graduated tax, mm-hmm. but if you cross the line every year, the amount you pay yes. goes up. And so exactly. some of this is, is teams trying to game that and get under it for a year before going back over it. Right. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And the Yankees did, I believe, hit reset on that last year. So um, We what... have a few non-Nationals, Royals, Cleveland uh, bits to run through, but should we hear from our sponsor first? Let's do that. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by The Dial Press and Penguin Random House, which proudly present One to Watch, the debut novel from Battery Mates contributor and chief baseball film correspondent Kate Stamen London. It's a story we assume is ever so loosely based on the experiences of being a regular on a baseball and politics podcast. And we can't can't wait to read it. Seriously, go pre-order it today wherever you find your favorite novels. Thanks to Dial Press and Penguin Random House and Kate Stam in London for being this week's sponsor. And I, again, I just want to thank them for paying for my flight over to London so I could be in, in studio for this. <laughs> yeah, very, I definitely appreciate that. They could have just pre-ordered a lot of the book themselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that would have probably been a little more cost-effective. But the well, one big... To the top of the New York Times bestselling. <laughs> That's right. With, so... a little, with a little like uh, asterisk or whatever <laughs> next to it. um the one the 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 big thing we need to discuss before we wrap here is the the huge news the bombshell uh of the asterisk cheating um i I mean this this could be in its own episode a deep dive um i mean i i actually honestly think that we should get um uh, an entire episode uh, done on this i know it's a little bit out of date um, but I want to hear a lot about what you think and a lot about what some of our listeners think. Um, I, I'm just like, I mean, I, I almost, I, maybe we should wait for the, the punishments to come down from the commissioner's office, but it, this is so clear cut, so cut and dried, so blatant. They are the, I mean, I, I wasn't around when the PED nonsense absolutely kicked off, but to me, this is like, the the most egregious example of cheating I've seen in uh, any sport. It's even worse than uh, the Patriots. <laughs> and if they don't if they don't 
do something. I think it says a lot about the power of the of the of the of the teams and and the lack of respect for the rules. Yeah, I mean, so this this you know this was 2017 um, when they when they went on to win the World Series, right? That we're talking about here. Um, it it just it it immediately called to mind something that happened in the 2018 playoffs where an Astros somebody from the exact Astros front office was busted like shooting video into the Cleveland dugout during the playoffs. Um, and the major league baseball kind of like said they investigated it and said it didn't, you know, nothing came of it. It was no big deal, but it just knowing what we know now about their use of video to kind of steal signs and give their players, a, uh, you know, advanced knowledge of the pitch that's coming or whatever they wanted to do. Um, I just, I'm just now wondering what that actually was about. Um, but you're right. We should, we should have, we should bring an Astros fan on maybe with uh, a, a Dodgers fan perhaps and, and have a, a, you know, a benches clear segment on whether that, that, that world series title still belongs to the Astros. Uh, let's just not have that as Jeff Gabriel. Cause I think it's <laughs> actually literally clear. <laughs> In a very literal sense. Should yeah. we have a quick run around the uh, the other news that's been going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so what else going Cole, on? Yeah, Garrett Cole, and he's he's now presumably out of his fucking massive sulk after the World <laughs> Series uh, win. But uh, that Boris has earned him a whole bunch of money. That's right. He's going to be a hated New York Yankee forever. This is great. I always hated him, so I'm happy he's gone. And I'm t- onto a team I can legitimately hate. Uh, yeah. yeah well i just i just want to go on the record and say scott boris's beard is great and i'm disappointed he joined a team where beards are generally frowned upon <laughs> sorry eric cole's beard <laughs> i don't know if scott boris has a beard but scott boris does not have a beard okay. <laughs> uh, the, uh yeah the, Yankee, the yankees well the other thing the yankees did is they hired a female hitting coach which i think was really cool um and I don't know if she's going to be in dugout or if she's like a, one of those like coordinators that works with the video and all that. But um, that's gonna that'll be that'll be interesting to change the face of baseball a little bit. Um, yeah, nothing else to add there. <laughs> no, nothing, else to, nothing else to say there. Um, we 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 might need an entire episode on this as well. But what the fuck has happened to the Red Sox? Where's all their money gone? I don't know. I don't know. Literally. I mean, we we saw it in person. They that that. That ballpark and that team just prints money. There's no way they don't have money. Um, Although, to be fair, the ballpark is very, very old and maybe needs an upgrade. It's soaked in beer. Completely soaked (laughs) in beer. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, they are... I mean, I guess this is a... Maybe they can get some advice from from Tampa Bay, but, like, how do you do a (laughs) rebuild in the AL East? Like, that... That is that is, even at your absolute best, you're still gonna struggle against the Yankees. Well, at the least <laughs> JD Martinez picked up his uh, player option, so they're gonna be paying him a lot of money for the next couple seasons too. <laughs> he had an opt out that he decided not to opt out on. Um, so they are fucked. Anyway, talking talking of poor people with very old stadiums, the Cubs are also yeah tanking well it's unclear it's unclear they talked about moving chris bryant or potentially javi baez it's it's i don't know i mean they won a world series too so so they don't care the funny thing about that is 
there's a moment here that is actually relevant to me as a Royals fan, which is that there have been whispers that the Cubs are interested in Whit Merrifield, yeah. uh, which would be the, going in the opposite direction of, of King, but that the Royals want too many prospects because that's how the Royals, they, they insist on making it impossible to get their players who they absolutely have to trade to ever be traded. Um, so that that's not going to happen, but the Cubs seem to be working in a def- number of different directions and I don't really understand what they're doing. No, nobody does. And I living here, I can tell you, it's really just a, well, we won the World Series in 2016. So, um, yeah, I don't know what that's like. So, <laughs> should, should, we call, should, we, should we call it a year on 2019 and come back fully refreshed with, um, you know, some, you know, legitimate beef with the Astros, some scandal some real controversy and you know maybe we can have a true crime episode um with the, uh, <laughs> with the astros <laughs> we need to we need to we need to like uh record our own kind of serial episode Serial. <laughs> oh yeah that was good that we was get, good we get Sarah i think Kane that and... not enough attention uh, not enough attention has been uh really focused on um what's his name the um the pitcher who who just basically uh, blew the whole thing open. Oh yeah, what's his name? Who was this? It? Is just the the, the pitcher, the, the pitcher oh, um, who, who used to play. Fires, Mike Fires. Yeah, Mike Fires. Yeah, I think that there needs to be much more attention on him. Where did that come from? He just like out of nowhere was like, uh, uh, yeah, I just want to say that they were cheating the whole time. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to we need to get him on the show. And uh, if we can maybe get a um, a confession from AJ Hinch, that would make for a really good episode. <laughs> I think if you're going to have Mike Fires, you should also get Jose Canseco on. He's got a lot of interesting opinions about a lot of things related to players cheating, and you may as well just really dive in deep on this. <laughs> All right. That's a really, really good way to end 2019, <laughs> the year that Washington Nationals won the World Series. We will be back uh, in mid-January, maybe late January, with uh, season five, Toby, season five of Battery Mates. Yeah, um, yeah. It's guaranteed to be just as interesting as season four. Uh, <laughs> this is the year that Cleveland wins the World Series, right? 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 That's what the last few minutes have been telling us. All right. Happy <laughs> New Year, everyone. <laughs> oh, what, you have a New Year's resolution, Matthew? Uh, yes, my New Year's resolution is to shag those balls. <laughs> shag those balls. <laughs> <laughs>